Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We have an opportunity here to give mom exactly what she wanted for her and for us. What do you say? Okay. Randall, I know you're probably thinking I'm not up for it, but I am. Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to the show This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's have a good cry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And I got to tell you, that, that, that shaking of the hands... Might be in my top five favorite moments of This Is Us. Wow. Yeah. Big deal. Huge deal. You know we're, what? And we're going to get into that in yep. this episode. Yeah. Uh, massive deal for for that. And uh, it's just, that was just a, like when he got up and he kind of sat up, I was, I was like, what's going to happen here? Is he going to like walk away? And obviously we knew that there was going to be some kind of detente between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Just did not anticipate that and how that whole episode built to that moment. It's very special. I agree. Very special. I agree. So, of course, you've been here all these years with This Is Us too. Yes. And you know that every episode comes with story time. And this episode is my story time. Okay. Um, in this scene where Kate is, you know, taking care of Rebecca and asks Kevin to put the pillow behind her and he can barely look at her. And later on, Kate even addresses us with Kevin and Randall. It just hit me a lot. And it made me realize how how amazing this show has been to open viewers' eyes to experiences like this. Mm-hmm. Because I know that people can sit there, whether they are recovering addicts or if they have a special needs child, um, if they... Um, you know, go through divorce, if they have obesity issues, you know, um, if they have an ailing person who's who they're caring for in their life, and then they can sit there and they can say, yeah, they showed that. But it's not that pretty. It's not it's not sunshine and rainbows. But my argument is that it shines a light on it, though, to people who don't know what it's like. Mm. And um, so my sister is severely disabled. She was born healthy. I think I've shared this before on the podcast. She was born healthy, um, but she got um, 
um, herpes basically in her system um, because herpes is in all different types. It's not necessarily just an STD. It can be a, something as simple as a cold sore. That's a variation of it. And she got it in her, whether it was from someone kissing her head or her hand or caught it in the air. But it's like this crazy statistic of like one in a million people. Mm-hmm. It The virus can then not only get inside your body, but it can actually like get into your brain. And that's what happened to my sister at weeks, maybe months old um, while my dad was away. Mm -hmm. And my sister went to a coma. Um, And so from then, she um, didn't come back normal, Um, you know, through what it did to her brain and then through the subsequent medications that they put her on while she was in this coma. um, Really, like the right side of her brain was permanently damaged. And so my sister has the mental capacity of basically an 18-month-old. She cannot function without somebody else's help. She needs help 24-7. And Blake wasn't really exposed that often to someone with such great needs, with someone who needed round-the-clock care, with someone who looked very significantly different than the people that we generally see day in and day out, uh, than than someone who acts in a way that doesn't necessarily make sense to us. Because it's very different than having a baby. You know, we got to see the parallels between Rebecca caring for babies day in and day out, and then her children caring for her. But it it if you're not in a world of that, it's very hard to see that person in that same way. Whereas this was my older sister, and it's all I've ever known and all I've ever grown up with. And so I don't necessarily see her as a baby, but on the flip side, it's not odd to me and it's not difficult for me to see. And Blake and I, of course, we've been now together for well over a decade. And so he has been with my sister and I, and then our kids many times. Um, But it was very hard and there still are hard moments for Mm, you. Yeah. Um, You know, going into the group home that my sister lives in where people there who have even more significant needs than my sister, um, who, you know, look very, very differently, who need, uh, who make different sounds. And so when you're not in that world, it is shocking and it is hard. And the reactions that Kevin and Randall were giving mimicked those reactions that I saw on your face. Sure. And, absolutely. you know, um, and it's not that I'm sitting there being like, Blake, massage her, her feet. But what helps you and correct me if I'm wrong is when I do sit down with her and I do just interact with her about different things because I'm not, she's not my twin, but I have a weird kind of thing with her because she is my sibling, because I grew up with her my whole life that I can tell a lot of her needs just by her sounds and the way she looks and she responds to me. So I can tell my parents, no, she wants a drink. She doesn't want the apple juice. She wants X, Y, Z. And so by Blake being able to see me interact more with her on that basic human level i think it's helped you be able to speak to her like oh genie you do you like this music or you like this show or hi genie like it used to be hard for him to even look in her eyes and say hi and speak to her like a person because it didn't it just wasn't something it's hard to recognize it's like yeah i'm not exposed to it it's like hard to recognize like the humanity You, you know you know what i mean yes um and i don't mean that in a bad way i don't mean that in a demeaning way i just I, it's, it's just not a, 
an every it, for me at least it wasn't every an everyday interaction. Yeah. So it's it's hard to and I can see how Randall and Kevin would start to act a certain way because it, again it, it's kind of hard to see the humanity in a person. If that's, that's largely not, a shell of themselves. Yeah, a shell of someone who they loved. But also, we remember that neither, none of the big three were close with their grandparents. Right. So they didn't get to see elders age and, and, and kind of have this breakdown in their bodies or their, their mentality. And I think for Blake, going to the schools that you went to, like you weren't necessarily exposed to integrated classrooms. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the school systems that I went to, I had my sister. I was going to her, um, her special school. Our classrooms were, for the most part, very integrated. So it's just, it was a very interesting thing for me to sit there and to see it from not an ailing parent's perspective, but just as someone who whose needs are great through the eyes of someone who may not have seen it. Mm-hmm. And so I applaud This Is Us because... Yes, they have to kind of Hollywoodize it a little bit, but it opens people's eyes who've never been exposed to before. Is it hard? Yes. Is all the blood, sweat, and tears shown on TV? Is Kate on TV, you know, crying, saying like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I don't know if I can do this anymore. We don't see that. Mm -hmm. But those of us who've lived a similar situation, we know that that's there too. Yeah. And the fact that Kate can even turn around and look at it and say, guys, you need to look at mom. Like that's, while it's not uh, a direct acknowledgement of what you just said, Mary, it is implicit in what you said. Like, I'm sure that Kate had those moments where she, I'm not looking at my mom, like in, in human, human terms. And, and the fact that they could, they could even address that with Kevin and Randall in a way that I think is befitting the tone of that episode. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. The right choice. Because it acknowledges for those who have been in either Kate or Kevin's shoes, yeah. in either my shoes or Blake's shoes, you know, for being a caregiver and seeing through the 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 ailment or the disability, and seeing that person still there and seeing the person you're going to care for, um, and I just I did it really hit me in a strong way. Yep. All right. Let's get into the show. Re- let's do it. All right, Marvin, here we go. This is it. This is it, kiddo. Okay. Episode 616, entitled Family Meeting, quite apropos, because it indeed takes place with a family meeting. It is a family meeting between the big three, but then it grows into a much larger meeting than that. It is an entire family meeting. The director was Chris Koch, and once again, we kind of get into this is us royalty territory. Oh, okay. Because Chris Koch is one of the old school directors for This Is Us, and it was uh, he and he has directed episodes like Three Sentences, The Most Disappointed Man, A Philadelphia Story, Toby, Songbird Part, Songbird Road Part One, The Pool Part Two, Flip a Coin. Both things can be true. Saturday in the Park, which is the recent one with the red boots, and obviously this episode as well. And the writers. This is us uh, royalty once again. Elizabeth Berger and Isaac Aptaker, the co-showrunners of This Is Us. This is the second episode they have written this season. 
They wrote episodes like Pilgrim Rick, Jack Pearson's Son, Moonshadow, Deja Vu, The Car, The Wedding, Nine Bucks, Her, The Pool Part 2, The Cabin, There, Jerry po- Jerry 2.0, Katobi, and obviously Family Meeting. So mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're getting into some good territory here. My sense is that we're going to be getting from here on, we're going we're gonna to be getting Dan Fogelman and Ken Olin episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Um, but I, I still think Elizabeth Berger and Isaac Aptaker are excellent writers. I love how they write. Uh, and a special thing that they do is, and I think they are able to do this because of how quickly they can turn the shows around, like how quickly they're shooting and then editing and then producing and then, and then showing them. Mm -hmm. Um, they're both great at these pop culture references and they're both great at, uh, making the show feel like it's happening in present day. Uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit, I think. But so that's that. Marvin, your lemonade rating, what do you got for my lemonade rating? Your, yeah, what do you got for yes. you? How many lemonades are you giving this bad boy? I'm giving this bad boy a big old five. Five lemonades. Okay. So not a five plus like Miggy. But yes. a five. Fair. Yes. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to give this one a 4.92. Really enjoyed this episode. Uh, primarily because it builds to a moment uh, that culminates uh, with a specific thing. You know, it culminates towards a thematic crescendo um, and it it allows the story to breathe. And it also, I think, closes some loops for This Is Us that will allow the penultimate episode and the finale to exist by themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's a big, tall task for an episode like this to do, especially coming off after the Miguel episode. Yeah. So I'm going to give this a 492. Awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed it. What do you got for your GBG? You're good, you're bad, and you're great. All right. So my good for this episode was Rebecca dropping Kate. Oh, uh, yep. on sorry. <laughs> sorry, I got the wrong camera on. Yeah, there. Uh, our friends joining us live are getting an interesting view. There we go. Um, <laughs> I don't see it at all, Blake. Where are we? What? It, where? Where'd you go? I have no idea. I think it's just all me right now. <laughs> it is all you. <laughs> okay, I don't see it though. Right. But anyway, I will keep talking about my good. My good, as I said, was Rebecca dropping Kate, and really, it was Kate rolling off a bed. Rebecca didn't drop drop her. Yeah, she dropped her eyes from her though. Because we've all been there. We've all done something and hurt our kids. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't yet, just hold on tight, Spider Monkey. <laughs> Mine was my, I was sleep deprived and our son was in a high chair. And in my brain, I told my dad, okay, I'm going to unlock the high chair tray yeah. and you pick him up. But I said that all in my brain. And I didn't say it out loud. And I took out the high chair tray and my son just went, fell on the ground and so just like just like rebecca you know you call and you cry and you make sure the kids okay and most likely the kids are okay but we've all done that we've all bumped into our kids and made them fall or do something i mean we're all clumsy humans and when you're sleep deprived it's worse and i just loved being able to um see that and feel it because it's so real and you feel like you're the worst parent ever and you feel like nobody else does this Mm -hmm. and then that same day that i dropped my kid I went to band practice, all kerfuffled, 
and I walked in as another new mom walked in and she was crying and I said, are you okay? And she said, I just dropped my kid. And I went, I just dropped my kid too. <laughs> and Rebecca did too. <laughs> okay, so uh, my bad. I just dropped my kid too. <laughs> Hello, it's my good. You know what? I really liked how what they, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but I really liked what they did there was Rebecca just closed her eyes and then it was a jump cut to the next thing where it's her, her, her eyes are closed yeah. and the baby's crying and it's not, and she's not there. Yes. And it, and it happens in a in a flash, just yep. like that. I thought that was such a great move from the Agreed. show. All right, continue. Sorry, my bad. Um, okay, so there was one bad that how I felt like it was like oh, so that was my emotional bad was okay. when Rebecca was crying out for Miguel in the dark. Oh, brutal, brutal. <sighs> I don't cry often. Uh-uh. That brought it from me. But my actual bad. Okay. My like WTF? Who let this happen? Bad. Okay. Rebecca Pearson would not be painting a five-year-old's nails on the five-year-old's bed. Ooh, good point. Okay, you don't say, let's paint your nails and have some girl talk time and then proceed to paint a five-year-old's nail, anybody's nails, even your own nails. (laughs) Maybe you could trust yourself. You got a little paper towel down or something. There was no paper towel. Mm -hmm. There was no towel. Like, I would pull out a whole towel. I would bring that kid to, like the table and say you need to sit still for 20 minutes wrap yourself in saran wrap rebecca just goes to town with this bright pink nail polish and i'm like well on the bed i mean right on the bedspread maybe it was a new kids on the block like bright neon bedspread so it wouldn't have mattered because there were paint splatters were like a cool look then remember oh, with like yes. the puffy paints oh, and like yeah. you know gack and all that kind of stuff like oh, maybe rebecca was just like kate's Bed is such a mess, I don't care. But still, as I sat there with a six-year-old daughter, I said, <laughs> whoever let that slide, they haven't played with <laughs> with, with a nail polish with uh, a young yeah. one. <laughs> just, hold on. It's- not great, Bob. <laughs> no, not great, Bob. No, it wouldn't happen. Okay, and then my great is how this show makes me want to be a better parent. Yes, it totally does. Right? It so does. Like, you watch this show... And Mandy Moore has even said it, that Rebecca Pearson has set this standard of what, you know, is a great parent and it's helping her become, create this better vision of who she wants to be. But as we viewers, you know, in this episode to have it highlighted so much that Rebecca did bring the magic and she did know what every single kid needed. And I think it is very important for us. I mean, we even today had a situation where one kid was having a tough day and the other kid wasn't. The the, the one that wasn't having a tough day just wanted to do something simple. But both you and I were so frazzled mm-hmm. from the stuff happening with the with the one having a tough time. And I had to sit back and I thought, Rebecca Pearson would find some moments to spend with the non-freaking out kid mm-hmm. to do the little fun thing because – Cause they need some time too, yep. you know, even though you and I like wanted to chill out, we needed to acknowledge that our kids had different needs and we both did that. Yes. And uh, thank you, Rebecca Pearson. And this episode is a perfect example of that. Rebecca knew exactly what each child needed yep. at each moment, whether if it's tough love or if it is caring or praise or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like Rebecca had it all for each of the children throughout each of the timelines. Or even being tough on them. You think about the teenagers, how she reacted to them. Oh, you said caring or praise. I heard the How to tell when the hosts aren't listening. (laughs) It's okay. 
It is okay. It's okay. It I happens. mean, you know what? It, COVID fog. We're not he- we're not new here. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> what and, are your GBGs, Blake? Uh, now, now I'm all. I had something to say that You're I. You're all kerfuffled now. I'm all, I'm all kerfuffled because I you, love made, that you, word. you made me laugh. Snuffle um, bunny. Uh, <laughs> bunny. <laughs> All right, my good is seeing Jack and Rebecca. I really liked this moment of the pregnancy test, where they got the ti- the, the kitchen timer on. That was like some space age. That looking. was like. Wow. I wonder if they got like an authentic one from the eighties. You know, where it was like they had to go to eBay. <laughs> um. Yeah, and she's freaking out, and and he goes, "Okay, pregnant. Uh, how do you feel?" And she says, "Hungry." And they and they're talking and they're eating and eating the chips. And they're both they're both like you know, she's freaking out a little bit, and he's like, "Well, you you know, I think you were okay back at Froggy's in the bathroom the other day." And it just there's some good levity there, yeah. But to match that, there's also this moment where Rebecca is freaking out, and she's like, "I don't know if I can do this." And Jack says, "It's two of us and one little baby." <sighs> And of course he's wrong, but yeah. it's not the fact that he's wrong. It's right after, right after she reasserts that two of us, one baby, it's smash cuts to the future. And this, it's this entire family of people sitting mm. around a table all about to take care of her. And the way that their lives have unfolded is an un- unexpected journey a a venture for rebecca and jack and they thought that it was just going to be one kid and it it allowed an entire lineage of people Mm -hmm. who have come and gone and brought new people in and and adoptions and and it's this this wide breadth of family uh and i thought that was just such a special moment i mean it even spans continents right it's it, it brings in an english guy uh, it's just such a special moment to have that that thing. And then my tie, my tie for good is the Sophie and Beth interaction. Mm. Come on, man! Copying their husbands, making fun of their husbands. Well done. A- and I got to tell you, Susan Kalecki Watson, spot on. <laughs> Sterling K. Brown, yes, spot, yes, spot on. She's a mom, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> With the hand. Oh man, she's a mom, Kev. Oh man. I can't do it. I can't do it either. She did but it, she though. can. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. All right, my bad is uh Philip. Philip? Yeah, Philip. What do you mean Philip's your bad? He's my bad. Buddy. Who what? are you judging Beth and Sophie for making fun of their husbands a little bit? You are barely even a thing right oh, now. Back it up. You're barely even a thing. Beth has earned her stripes. Okay? Sophie, gone for a little bit, totally agree, earned her stripes. I loved Philip speaking up. That would have been a merry thing. That totally would have been a merry thing. And you know what I love? What? Is he stands up for Kate. He says Kate's there. And he doesn't know. He has only known Kate as a strong-willed woman. Yes. You know, he has only known Kate who has gone through a divorce because it was the right thing for her and her family, who's, who's been successful in her career, who has taken this jump into this new second marriage, who uh, I loved it. Because yep. here they are just poking fun, not including Kate in the conversation. And sure. he's sitting there saying, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, it's- but there was also this moment, too, where she's like, you know, it's, everything's going to be fine. Kate's there. Yeah. And Sophie and Beth look at each other like, uh, because they don't know. 
they don't know how badass Kate Pearson is. Uh, yes, Philip the new does. Kate Pearson is. And it's, it is ironic. Don't you think? <laughs> it's like rain on your wedding day. <laughs> uh, it is ironic that Beth and Sophie are the ones that are making fun of their husbands. But it is Beth that does come in and transition Randall to being like, these are the new versions of your your mm-hmm. siblings. Like, mm-hmm. So it's... I, I love that interplay. Yes. Uh, that dichotomy between the two. Um, between the two. But I so just, just know that as much as it's your bad, I was really proud of him for doing that. No, I get it. I, and I understand. But Because you're a ball buster. You would have been doing the same thing with Beth. And I would have said, excuse me. And my whole response would have been, buddy, you're barely in an amoeba in this family. You, you, you're just a little sperm swilling around. That's all you are. I'm a full grown adult. You just get over yourself, okay? Oh. You're like a, a child running. No. Nope. Running around. No. Nope. With with no, with no rules. Just, oh, yeah, I could say whatever. No, guy. Uh-uh. Take Guess a hike. Guess being right. Go get your shine box. Philip. Uh, that's f- fair. Fair. Uh, my, my great, <laughs> my great, I have a tie. Uh, first is the shot of Rebecca and Kate as Kate, uh, Rebecca is watching over baby Kate after she oh. drops her. And then it smash cuts right to You knew what Mama Kate. just needed. You oh, smiled. I know. And then it smash cuts right to Kate looking over Rebecca as she's laying down in bed. Oh. And it's the same exact composition, the same exact framing. It is... Breathtaking. It is, a, it is again, it's the magic of editing. Uh, Ramina Ray and Julia Grove... The oh magic God. of editing. And it's also the magic of storyboarding too, right? Mm-hmm. Like that that's part of it. And part of that too is is writing that into the script. The, the, it, it all functions together, but finding the exact right moment at the exact right time to mirror lives and timelines uh, is, is spectacular filmmaking. Straight up beautiful moment. Uh, but my my real great, of course, it is Randall shaking Kevin's hand, uh. passing the torch of the one who takes care of the family, who has is, who is held all these burdens, and the sense of relief that Sterling K. Brown gives off mm-hmm. as Randall, and that moment of thank you. It's not thank you like, oh, thanks for doing this for mom or whatever. It's just... Thank you for being who you are now. Thank you for finally uh, coming into the person that I knew you could be. Thank you for the relief. Thank you for allowing me to breathe. Thank you for all this whole thing. The 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 way that this show is wrapping up is special, and man, the way to, the way that happened between the two brothers closed off a loop in their lives where they're not just like they could get along. Yay. We we're we're brothers. Everything's fine. But there there's all of them still kind of go back to their default settings Mm -hmm. there for a little bit. And finally we have growth Mm -hmm. and it, and it happens at just the right moment in terms of the show. So that is my good, my bad and my great. That is that, Marvin. Love it. Are you ready for some... Uh, is there anything you want to get to before we get to the big three feedback? We don't have... Uh, surprisingly enough, 
we don't have as much feedback as we have had in, in, in episodes past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is there anything that you would like to get to before we get to the feedback? I mean, I took lots of little notes. So do we do feedback first? Do we do little notes? Um, Interdisperse? Yeah, you know what? Let's take some feedback, and then and then we'll just we'll, we'll go through the Pearson prog- uh, process. The, the, the Pearson process together. Yeah. We'll all do it together. So all of you who are alive with yes. us, we're all going to go through the Pearson process. Love that. So, all right, here we go. Hi, Miriam. Oh wait, no, we got a process. I'm not even doing the Pearson process. I haven't. I haven't even done it. Beth right. would not be proud. Beth would be judging. You know who would be judging? Oh. Philip. Philip would be judging right now. All right, Jack, let's go. And we said... That's three. Big three? Big three! Philip would totally be judging. No, he's, he's, he's a dry Englishman. Of course he would be. That's all they do. Judge. Oh, my God. You're so <laughs> terrible. Blake, this is Jody from Ohio. Hey, Jody. And I am calling about family meeting. I give this episode a five-plus rating. It was absolutely beautiful. Everything about it was beautiful. Um, I love the parallel of her taking care of her babies to them taking care of her. I loved how it showed each of their characters and how much they've grown. I loved the new other three. <laughs> I love Beth. I love Toby. I love Madison, uncle Nikki, everything. It was just absolutely perfect. And, um, my favorite, one of my most favorite things was how the writers really portrayed the transition of taking care of your parents. I've worked in long-term health care for 20 years or more, and it's such a difficult transition. And there's so many sad stories. There's so many beautiful stories like this. So they did a fantastic job. Kudos to everybody at This Is Us. And, um, I mean, everything about it was spot on, even the cat. <laughs> they even have babies that oh, the residents love to take care of. But my absolute favorite was our mother was magic. Oh. Loved it. Have a good day. And not, o- not only is that a great line, but it's said in such a somber way. Uh, Jody, it, it's, it, it's just like, I'm, that's not our mom. Our mother was magic. <sighs> like, and when Randall said that, I actually thought of Mary. Because Mary is magic to our family. Like, she makes everything magical and i i i during it was this past mother's day i put up a post about mary and you know it came from the heart and it's true and 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 i said that mary is the magic to our family and uh she's the one who can take away all the boo-boos and she's the one who can make any trip uh as exciting as going to the moon and uh she can she she is the you know the rock upon uh, you know upon which our family is built and so when he said that, I just instantly thought of Mary, and mm-hmm. I instantly said, oh, "Like I could relate to that." You know, I I, I get it. I a hundred percent. Such a, a a beautiful moment, in in a sad way. Do you, do you, yeah. Do, would you agree? That I'm magical. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, you know what but you are. Very... You're a wizard, Harry. Truly, <laughs> I'm a psychic. Um, no, that just hit me. I agree. Randall saying our mother was magic. Yeah. That's not our mom. And especially the way that she came out with the makeup and everything. And you're like, oh my God, you're so cute. And and, they, and we needed that. Yeah. No, it's not cute. No, it's, no, but like, it's it's like. It's, it's supposed to make you go, oh no. Yes. 
And we need that. We need that voice. Because as I said, for those of us who've lived living with someone who has incredibly demanding needs, it can be very hard to see things in Hollywood and TV. Mm -hmm. And those moments, granted, were short, but those moments gave voice to people who live in that kind of situation, people who've who've gone through that. Sure. Um, it was important for us to hear Randall and Kevin say that. Yep. Uh, and Mary and Blake commandment, uh, actually, I think it's one of the first commandments we made was that an episode of television or film must have balance. And this episode, it, it's almost like Thanos, like perfectly balanced, like everything should be, you know, like that's what it kind of reminded, you know, when he has the thing, the knife and he's talking about perfect. I know whatever. what he's talking about, but it also means that people are going to die and we know what's going to happen. Well, <laughs> what I'm getting at is this episode was perfectly balanced, like everything should be. Meaning there was some real heavy stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we, we just talked about it. Our mother was magic. Uh, and even at the end of the episode, Kevin looking at, at Rebecca. And we have, you know, to build a home playing in the background. And mm. it, it ends on, you know, time to die and the whole thing. But at the same time, we have these spectacular moments of levity, whether it is Beth and Sophie or uh, it, it is the, the pet cat. That or in in our case we have we have a Betty pet corgi we have our a pet corgi, corgi. Uh, Betty what are you gonna say okay good thanks Betty appreciate that um, we have a pet corgi in our studio but Not that a therapy one. that that therapy cat was outrageous but it's real number one yeah. it's a real thing we got my sister a fake fish tank with fake fish. Did you really? Yes, we've given it to her multiple years for holidays. Oh my goodness. Yes. Wow. Did not know that. I know you didn't because I bought them. Oh, Because I make them magic. Of course you did. Of course you bought them. But there, there's other things too. I mean, the 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 walnut shrimp and everything. It, it, this episode was perfectly written, uh, except for except for Philip. Who... Oh my God, Philip was fine. <laughs> Leave Philip alone. You need to have that new element because there are people sitting there saying this may come off a little insensitive. You're, you're barely even uh, an atom in this Adam, family. Just leave him alone. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next one. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Michelle from South Jersey. Hey, I'm Michelle. showing about the This Is Us episode family meeting. Got to give this a five plus. My GGB, the good. The music, this show with the music, they played forever now in the background, and then they end it with Build a Home. It just it gives you all the feels. My great is the flashbacks. I just love how they utilize them in this show. They've always done so well with it. Just them showing how Rebecca was this wonderful caregiver, and then the children are doing the same. Wonderful. My best, I have two here. One is Beth. I mean, she's basically the Yoda of this is us and I've never seen Star Wars so I don't know if that really works but that's my that's my statement. Uh, she just knows what to say and she's just a common comedic relief which is helpful. Two, I just love to see how Kevin and Kate and Randall have grown. Finally opening up her mouth to her brothers, Randall finally letting someone take over plus just putting the trust in Kevin and his thank you it was so heartfelt. And Kevin Oh, looks like she got cut off there. I, I'm sorry about that, Michelle. Oh, wait, hold on. Let's see. Yeah, it looks like she's going to need for the next couple weeks. 
Bye, Mary and Blake. She conked out there for, for a second. I'm not sure why. But, Michelle, thank you for your thoughts, even though. Beth is Yoda. It, it, Beth is Yoda, man. I'll, I'll take that. Um, what did you think about it being Beth being the one who does turn Randall around and says, like, are you out of your mind? Like, look at your family right now. What did you think about that? Because I know when Randall went on his thing, he's like, you know, Kevin's irresponsible and immediately Kate's overwhelmed. I looked at you and I was like, that's my bride. That is exactly what Mary would have done. So I want to get your perspective on this, Mary. Well, what I loved is that Randall was at a point where he wanted Beth's opinion. Yes. He asked her, can you come out? We need to talk. And I think had Beth come out much sooner and tried to do that with him before he was really ready and able to, he might have still had it very fixed in his mind. No, this is the only solution. But he was open to talking with his wife. And I think that this was a beautiful thing that the show did, particularly it being called Family Meeting, is that all of the big three had significant conversations with their partners. Mm-hmm. And that helped them see the needs and the beautiful qualities in their siblings that, that they weren't necessarily able to see themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Kate was able to be breathed life into her, breathed belief into her by Philip that we can do this. And this would be the right thing for your mom because of these other um, bits. <clears throat> and Beth was able to shine to Randall to see her, his siblings and the way that they've grown. And then Kevin, through Sophie, was also breathed a little belief into him that we can do this. And probably through Sophie said, here's some nice wording. <laughs> <laughs> so that that way, Randall doesn't feel like you're, you know, ripping it away from him. So I just, I loved that he asked for it because in my mind, that means that all of the big three went to their partners and said, can we please talk? I want your opinion on this. And it is no longer just the big three. It is the family. Yes. Uh, And, you know, the funny thing is, is that this episode is so very much similar to the episode, The Fifth Wheel. If you remember that episode, that's when Kevin was in rehab and the whole family had to go visit him in rehab and they had the big family meeting. and, And then the other three were at the bar and they were talking about not being part of the big three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, it's, I really like how this show, again, we, I use the word loop and I think another appropriate term would be rhymes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the show rhymes with itself. Uh, and, you know, being able to, call upon its own mythology, not just in terms of flashbacks, but calling upon its own storytelling devices and using this episode as a a, a growth mechanism for the whole family, right? Because that fifth wheel ended with Kevin kind of being in rehab and the whole thing. And the fifth wheel was the alternative route for this episode where things would continue to go to continue to go down the wrong path for the Pearsons. Whereas this episode went down the right path. It went down the one where, okay, our family is coming together and we're, we're all helping each other. And as sad as the stuff with Rebecca is, you can see where 
the show is gearing toward a hopeful note. Yeah. Would you say that hope? Again, I, I would I would say that this episode is so well balanced because it is very hopeful, but yet it is so full of fear at the same time. Mm. What do you think? So I'm reading a book right now for new plant parents because I am one of those. In my, <laughs> in my long COVID journey, I'm trying to appreciate uh. patience. So I've taken up sourdough bread baking and making and all different kinds of things with sourdough. And I've also taken up a lot of um, plants. I'm a new plant mom and I've gone a little crazy and I've gotten a lot of them and I've been propagating plants and doing all these different plant things. So I bought like this, how to be a new plant parent because every single plant I've ever brought home has died. And within the first chapter of this plant parent book, the author says that a lot of plant owners um, either see their plants as easy to care for mm-hmm. or finicky and terrible and you know just gives it a bad rap. Mm-hmm. And that when your plants um, are shedding leaves, are dying, or all these different things, these are problems that you have to deal with. And he says, instead, I see it as I'm caring for this plant mm-hmm. and there's different um, relationships that we can have with it and rather than to see parts of it dying as this terrible nuisance and i failed and something was wrong that this is just part of its journey Mm -hmm. and to appreciate that and to like still be able to care for it without being mad at it and i was thinking about that book with this episode because i'm not super sad i'm like i'm it makes me cry because it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. but it's through this silly plant parent book like to really see our lives and the lives of our loved ones as these beautiful journeys knowing that some leaves are going to fall off knowing that at some point most likely this plant may not make it but to be there during its journey and to still care for it Um, and it just made me think about Rebecca and yes this is devastating but rather than hope just seeing it as a beautiful, complete story. Sure. Like we all are going to die. We all are. And people we love are all going to die. Come here. I know I'm probably freaking you out because we've got a kid right now who just heard me all say that. Come here. Come here. Come here. But <laughs> I'm not dying because I'm magical. <laughs> you are magical, Mary. Come here. Uh, and it kind of goes back to Kevin's painting uh, that we had in season one where it was like, you know, people die and they come in in our lives and they come they go out of our lives and... It's just this one big messy thing and uh, that's our life and that's what happens. And I, I kind of like how that's done. You get, Hey, Reese, why don't you say hi to everybody? Hi. No, go in, in, right into the mic. Hi. <laughs> there's, our, there's our little lad. That's our boy. Um, Tiffany here on Facebook says, even Toby had a pot, even as an ex and at a distance. I love that he asked for permission to speak. Marvin, your thoughts on Toby, who I think, outside of Beth, gave the best advice of the show. Agreed. What do you think about that coming from Toby? And and even, again, once again, the levity of being like, oh my God, should we get back together? Like That made me feel weird, I'm not going to lie. How I, come? That joke didn't uh, sit well with me. Oh, I thought, it, I, for me, I thought it was great. I know. I thought it was really funny. I know. Well, why didn't it sit well for you? Because like, why is this even a thing we're joking about? Because it shows you that they're at a point together where they can joke about that. 
Like, and the reason why I think I kind of like it is because my uncle and my aunt who got divorced used to joke like that. Okay. And my, my uncle would still calls my aunt and they've been divorced since the early nineties. Still calls her in a buster balls. No, I know that he's and says, busting. says inappropriate things to her yeah. and, and calls her on her birthday and they, he still calls her on their, um, on their, Divorce on day? their, on their anniversary day. Oh, on the anniversary. Oh J- just gosh. to bust her balls. See, I guess that that's it. Like I'm not a big buster. Yeah. And so I know that he wasn't being serious. I know he wasn't like, Oh my God, can we please, this is maybe this will work this time. I know he was joking, yeah. but I guess I'm just not um, that kind of a person that that would do that. that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get you. But then again, Kate was the one married to him, and she liked his humor. So that's true, very true. All right, let's get to uh, the next one, shall we? Hi, Miriam Blake. It's Brittany from PA. Hi, Brittany. This episode was so sad, but it's getting five lemonades from me. My good was Toby. He met Kate when Kate did not have a great relationship with Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And he was with her as she grew and reconnected with her. And it was really nice to see him boost her confidence in that way and just give her, just solidify that, yes, you can do this. I thought it was lovely. My bad is Philip. Him saying, uh, haha, this isn't really funny, guys. I get that, though I do identify heavily with Beth and Sophie in that situation because that is me with my in-laws mm-hmm. regularly. I can peg <laughs> them from a mile away. But it didn't land because I feel like we needed a moment where Philip got to boost Kate's confidence mm-hmm. and maybe have an emotional conversation with them. And we didn't get that. My great, the montage at the end especially coming off of Randall's line of my mother was magic. That montage showed us. We already knew she was magic, but we saw it and it was beautiful. And I just hope that one day when I have kids, they think of me that way. Rebecca is mom goals. And (laughs) that montage, man. Oh, I get you. I get you, Brittany. You know, and Brittany, I think you're kind of right in a sense that would I mind if Philip said to Beth and Sophie what he did if he was somehow given something to be right about? Like, it's not to say that he wasn't right, that it's everything's going to be okay like, because Kate is there, but more like, I just, as Brittany said, I wanted him to have the moment where she he speaks to Kate and almost have that thing from Toby have that come from have that come from um have that come from Philip that's my sense but i also kind of like that i also kind of like the fact that it not it doesn't come from Philip it comes from Toby what do you think Mary do you think that moment should have come from Philip as opposed to Toby to like almost legitimize that, guys, everything's gonna be fine. Yeah, it's a, yeah. You guys are laughing about all of this stuff. What do you think about that? I like that Toby was part of it. I know, but do you think it would have been better for Philip if that came from him? If Toby's belief in Kate came from Philip, yeah, I think it did. I think it did that night when Kate says Philip and I were talking a lot last night. But I think Toby has seen a lot more of. 
the dynamic with Kate and her brothers and going through big conversations and her brothers kind of having to be the ones that speak up. So mm-hmm. I, th- I, I liked that he told her that. I really do. I appreciated that for him. And I think that that shows you another step in their co-parenting relationship. Yep. All right. I got you. And just the sense that they can still, you know, talk that way to each other and know that much about each other. I have never seen a family devour so much Chinese food in one setting in my life. I've never had walnut shrimp and I've never craved it more in my life. (laughs) I'm legitimately shocked. Is it sweet? Is it spicy? Is couldn't, it one of those like sweet and sours? Couldn't tell you. Uh, I want it. I, I maybe tomorrow night. I, or I'm, no, tomorrow I, night's pizza night. Well, I was just about to say I was legitimately shocked that you didn't ask for it tonight. I was shocked. The kids don't like Chinese food, so it's kind of a waste when it's a family eating night. Right. But then that, again, they didn't like what we brought home anyway tonight, <laughs> and it was mac and cheese. So, and then this is another brilliant writing step because you're, they're using this Chinese food as a foundation for time because they know that at the end of the episode they're going to be skipping through a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You know that that's at least five, six, seven years worth of time, I would imagine, right? And they need something to ground that giant leap and those leapfrog moments and having the family come back and visit after Kevin says, yeah, listen, I'm going to live here, yada, yada. And then again, enjoying the Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Such a smart writing technique. Yeah. Because it allows you, the viewer, to say, okay, I, I see what they're doing. I see what's happening. Mm-hmm. They, they they all come back all the time and they have Chinese food and they enjoy that. Um such such a big and such a great way to ground the family in a, in an attainable, easy fashion mm-hmm. f- for the viewer. And what I would like to say too, Mary, is that there's some great growth from our characters, not just because like, oh, yay, Kevin passes. I mean, you know, Randall passes the torch necessarily, uh, but because also you see some – you see Kate be the one to say, okay, no, we're going to include everybody in on this decision-making process. Uh, It's, you know, we went to our default mode of it's going to be just us three talking about this. And there was such a great thematic moment because we do get a chance to make fun of everybody. Uh, We get a chance to make fun of the big three, but that growth of being aware of the entire family, it's not just, you know, we're not going in our hole and we're going to come up with an answer by ourselves. It's everybody's included in this process. Did you like how that growth went down as well? I truly did. You know, it's so interesting too that Madison was there with Elijah and that they're kind of, they're in the family and they're just accepted and they're part of it and they were part of the plan. I loved it. I loved having everyone all together and these partners because that's the big thing is they're all creating their own now mini families. And as much as we love the big three and they have their own conversations and they have their own dynamics, Rebecca and Jack's family now is so much bigger than them. It's so much bigger than those three. Yes. Um, what I loved about this episode, too, is that we were able to see substantial growth out of all of the big three yeah. um, with help 
of their partners too. You know, that they they needed each other, they needed these partners, they needed all these chapters in life. So, you know, Randall finally lets go. He lets Kevin of all people oh, I know. take the reins, something we never thought would happen. Never. And then Kate finally has the ability to speak up for herself and makes clear decisions and um and everyone has to listen to her, yeah. which was beautiful. And then of course Kevin, who wasn't always the shining star in the family and did for very long uh, act selfishly was the one that was able to really care for the family in a way he never had before. Yeah. And, and I know, just love that. And it's funny because I, the, the big three themselves are trying so desperately to recognize their mother in the ways that they have in the past where like Kevin does the big grand you know, Jack Pearson-esque thing. I'm going to build the house for you and I'm going to die before I let your wishes go unfulfilled. You know, Randall does the thing that he does, which is I'm going to take care of everything uh, and I'm the one that's responsible. I'm going to handle all of it. And and then Kate is the person who is there emotionally, but doesn't really speak up. She doesn't, you know, she's just trying her best and you can see how you, you almost talked about selfishness, Mary, in, 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 a, in a bit of a way. And you could see how the big three, even though they're doing their, their best to, to tend to their mother, uh, they're doing it in the ways that defined them in the past. And th- that need to I think Randall was the one like we have to pay her back or maybe it was Kevin. I can't remember, but like their need to like pay her back. Um, oh, to do what with what's left of her to do right. with yes. What's left of her. I had that written down to do yes. right with what's left of her. And there, there are these big, huge things that the show can do and that the characters can do, but it's Kate that reminds them, Hey, there is the, it's not just these big grand things that, you know, that Pearson, the Pearson process entails. It does, you know, the Pearson process entails the, the emotions and the big speeches and the big grand acts of love. But those, those things also encompass or are encompassed that those, the act of giving back are encompassed by small things like putting lotion on her hands or, or brushing her hair. Uh, and Kate, and it's so special that Kate is the one that can remind them that those that those small things are the are, are the things that can take care of their mother uh, mm-hmm. in such a in such a profound way, like tying shoes. And did you buy Kevin's reasoning? Like, you know, Kate, you showed me yesterday when I was rubbing cream on my mother's hands that I can change my life you know, forever now and, and bring my mother into my house and have Sophie and I move here. And like, is it that small kind of gesture? Do you buy that thing? You know, I hearkened back the... to Miguel showing Kevin how to like lift Rebecca out of bed. Remember when we got to see kind of the end yes. of Miguel with his, with his cane and getting Rebecca's slippers on and Kevin was there mimicking the same things to try to help the physical part of getting Rebecca out in the morning. So part of me knows that there's been a significant decline in Rebecca's health between then and now. Um, But 
I think that Kevin is very capable of it. And I think that Kevin is ready for the, for the challenge. And um, yeah, I do believe that something that quickly could happen for him. Yep. All right, let's get to the next voicemail, shall we? Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Mr. Hill calling from Toronto. Hello. I'm calling about This Is Us Season 6, Episode 16, Family Meeting. I thought this episode was a great prelude to what's going to be an emotional goodbye to Rebecca, and I give it 4.5 lemonades. My good was the support and connection of all the family members, from Beth, Sophie, and Philip becoming the new other three, mm. to Nikki and Edie connecting with Madison and Elijah and their kids, mm-hmm. and even Toby's championing of Kate during their phone calls. My bad was Rebecca's deterioration and her forgetting that Miguel had died. My great was the way the episode was edited to show the parallels between Rebecca caring for the big three as children and them collectively caring for her. I love that Kate said this is why there was three of them. Mm-hmm. And I like that Kevin and Kate's growth throughout the entire series. Kevin matured into someone more responsible and Kate into someone more confident. Yes. And Randall also began to see his siblings as new people mm-hmm. and began relinquishing some of his control, but this time finally with no resentment. Oh, great. Great mm-hmm. point. And... You know, to build on that, Candy here on Facebook says, Kevin is finally someone his dad would be proud of. Yeah. And I agree. And the special thing, the unsaid thing about all of this is that Kevin is just acting for the sake of his own um, conviction. Not because, oh, this is what my dad would do. It's, no, this is what I... And he, he's become that person that is mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. that does the thing because... It's, it's just it's the, the right, right thing. thing to do. Like, think of that journey. You know, we ha- and that journey even takes place within this season, right? Like, that gets said um, just a few episodes ago. And here Kevin is finally being the thing that he talked to that random dude in the hospital about. Yeah. Um, such a great journey. And again, I go back to this episode and these final run of these episodes closing these loops that the show has afforded. And would you say that most of the loops, most of the emotional loops, Mary, that the show has given us have been closed to allow for the penultimate and the finale to exist on their own? The emotional loops of the big three. Yeah, the, of the big three and like I, no. I okay, how, why not? Okay, I've got a pet peeve. Fair. Why the heck is Malik in this show? Good point. Where's Bendesia? Why was Malik? Are this who are they? Like, what is his significance? We spent all this time, and well, I you, actually you told had a hot you had a hot take. Hold I on, did. here it is. So I was really hoping that this past episode was going to be a bit more Randall heavy because I felt like we got a lot of growth with Kate and with Kevin in the past few episodes. So I thought, well, maybe this is the one for Randall. Maybe something happens with Deja and makes sense as to why we spent so much time with Malik and Deja. And then nothing happened. And maybe it was the Rona. Maybe it was just whatevs. But why was Malik brought into the show? And then here's my hot take. Mm -hmm. That Deja in the future we know was pregnant. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I think she's pregnant with Malik's baby. I think that's the only way they can legitimize having Malik. And they got back together. Yeah, because even the, the confrontation shared between Deja and Randall. Randall, it didn't really bear any fruit. Like, there was nothing that really came out of it. Mm-hmm. Other so, than... So if, if that ends up being something, at least then I'll be fine <laughs> with Malik taking so much time. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, Malik aside, right? M- Malik aside. Let's, let's just... Okay, tie up any other loose ends. I feel very good with everything else. Yeah, do you find that we're in a place now where the penultimate and the finale can exist on their own and allow them to do the thing without having to tie up other things? Yes. Okay, good. All right, because that's where I feel like I'm at as well. Uh, All right, let's get to the next. Aside from Malik and the horse guy. (laughs) Yeah, the horse guy, I don't think he's coming back. Heck. I think the horse guy is gone. Hashtag, who are they for real? Yeah, Why are we like here? You were here for one episode and you're, you're, you're gonzo. Horse guy. All right, here we go. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Karen calling from Wisconsin. Hey, Karen. Hi, Karen. I'm calling about... Oh. Oh. <sighs> Sorry. Why does Siri I'm think her name's Karen all of a sudden? Us. Um, oh, wait, 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 I have to say... Hold on, you know, back. Gonna, Let's get Karen back. Hi, Mary and Blake. Stuff. This is Karen Hi, calling Karen. from Wisconsin. Hi, Karen. I'm calling about the family meeting episode of This Is Us. Um, I have to say, where's the shaman? (laughs) Because my husband and I were just crying a lot during it. It really hit home for me. I, um, my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's back in 2012. Mm. I was just 29 at the time. And although I have two sisters and my dad is still alive because I work in the senior care industry, I had to make some of those tough decisions. Mm. Um, And yeah, it was definitely not easy. Um, I really commend Kate for being in the moment with Rebecca and seeing where, seeing where she's at right now, you know, in the moment and, and then letting Kevin and Randall know that too, to be present with her and to look at her and see what she is going through. Um, I truly believe that somebody in the, this is us realm somebody who's on the cast in the crew something um is has a loved one with alzheimer's because it Mm -hmm. is a very realistic portrayal of it and Mm -hmm. it's something where you don't really know what it's like until you go through it um so i really think that there's some sort of personal connection to alzheimer's um with the folks that are working on This Is Us. And I really commend them for it and shining a spotlight on a disease that doesn't get talked about too much. Um, it's Since it's a brain disease, people don't want to talk about it. So um, I'm running out of time. I'm going to record another one. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Karen again. I, I ran out of time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just talking about how realistic the portrayal is. And I really enjoyed the montage at the end where they showed the whole family coming in and out caring for Rebecca. I mean, to be honest, that's a very ideal situation for them. And I'm glad that that worked out for them because a lot of times it's not so pretty at the end, you know? Um, My mom was in a memory care facility and it, it worked out well for her, but it was not something where we could have kept her at home. And I actually now work at a memory care facility um, and 
something that made me laugh really loudly <laughs> while watching the show was seeing that cat because we totally have that at my work <laughs> and the residents love it. It brings them comfort, but the staff members are creeped out by it because it will meow and it will purr and move and it will just react to you <laughs> like a real cat would. Oh my God. So I think they're awesome, but it just made me laugh. Um, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed seeing the, um, the juxtaposition of Rebecca caring for the kids and then mm-hmm. having yeah. them care for her um, kind of circle of life effect of it. So they did a great job and you guys are doing a wonderful job with your podcast too. I appreciate Oh, thank you. you, Karen. Well, you know, Karen mentioned this, the circle of life moment. And I think it, it just goes to show you a, a parallel or a juxtaposition, as she said, and just to piggyback on that of, of, you know, how, you know, you begin your life being cared for by your parents. And then as you grow, you kind of end up taking care of your parents. And it's just like this reverse effect, Uh, you know, and and they're able to portray that in a, in a visual, in a visual language that I don't think a lot of shows can. Uh, And I think it really works to the, to the show's benefit uh, in, in many different ways. Kind of scared me though, in that sense, you know, like, um, I don't have the closest relationship with my brother. And as I said earlier, my sister is not necessarily in the position where she'll be able to help care for our parents Mm -hmm. when and if it does get to a point similar to that. And so I also find myself being jealous, you know, when Kate says, you know, maybe this is the point that there were three of us. And I sat there saying, where's my three? (laughs) (laughs) It, It is. It's I can imagine going through this alone must be incredibly difficult. Yeah. And talking about speaking or closing some loops, we have some people here that um, bring up some questions like, will Kevin and Sophie have a baby? Whatever happened to Kate's daughter? We've only, only seen her growing up once. Hashtag uh, COVID. Uh, Kate's neighbor, where is he? Oh, Gregory's in the song. He was in the Saturday song with the boots. He was. And then uh, and then Jess here says, Haley's even more invisible than Annie, <laughs> who's our, who's our uh. hashtag Peggy. Uh, and mm, you're, all, you're all right. Where's the Oscar from? Huh? Doesn't he get an Oscar in the house? Oh, yeah, good point. Where's that from? Good point. Um, y- you're all right. Not from the Manny season finale, I can tell you what, not. series finale. But you're definitely not all 100% right. Because I think they're just kind of, like, Haley and I think Gregory and the horse guy, they're all kind of tangential. Haley's definitely tangential. Annie's yeah. Ch- tangential. Yeah, like... And that you think of things like okay, uh, where what one of one of Randall's daughters was like questioning her sexuality and like Tess, all, Tess was Tess, like think of that, right? Um, that kind of went nowhere for for reasons as of yet that have yet to be explored. It just it happened, and then that was that. Um, so I think there are some. I don't think it went nowhere. I think actually she had a pretty good arc with her parents and being parents of teenagers within these times and everything, I think that it was, I think that that storyline was, was very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, However, can I just say, yes, the gremlins gave me nightmares too at that age. Oh yeah, they did. Oh my gosh. My parents joked because I would watch about five minutes of a time of the gremlins mm-hmm. and then I'd stop 
they were still mogwais. It was still a mogwai. <laughs> and I was having it stop because I was so nervous about it. I feel like every kid from the 80s traumatized. Oh, man. Um, and now you watch it and it's a joke. I cannot believe that that was the movie that we all grew up watching. All the gremlins do is act like college kids. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> At a frat party. 100%. Um, Mary, what are your thoughts of... Waffles? Uh, what, don't you love waffles? I do love waffles. Um, the Those scenes of uh, the, them getting up in the middle of the night and, um, you know, the, like, just being t- dead tired. And, and like, th- again, the levity of Jack's coming back, back, we need help. Like it's like it's like he did a snow angel, but it was poop. Like you know, like the whole. Th- I've been there, done that. You know, we've all had those moments. Just such a great thing, and it ties, I think, into the use of "To Build a Home," the song mm-hmm. at the end uh, for the montage. This is the third time that "This Is Us" has invoked this song. It was used when uh, when Jack when the house was catching on fire, uh, and then when. The the new cabin was being built, and now it's being used when essentially Rebecca is dying. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the show invoking the song for a third time? Uh, opening, closing loops, that whole thing. Is Big it okay? Three. Yep. Yeah. Fair Big enough. Three. Can I give a shout out to the best faux grandpa, Nikki? Uncle Nicky. Oh, yes. Living his best life. We're not, we're not doing that showers and the gross stuff. <laughs> did you go to the bathroom are you lying good <laughs> making the joke about how uh he, um this is the nicest place he's ever lived but before then it was a trailer and yeah. a nom <laughs> um yeah again perfectly balanced mm-hmm. perfectly balanced you got any other notes that you want to talk about here the two winners one dud yo yeah very very poignant stuff from young kate because not only is young Kate saying that, but honestly, all of the big three have felt that at some point in their lives. Mm-hmm. They felt like they were outside of their family, yeah. whether they were a dud, a disappointment, they didn't fit in right, all those kind of things. And I just love that um, the Hanson callback, first off, <laughs> two winners, one dud, like Hanson. Um, but also, I mean, Mbop is my karaoke song, as oh, I said. Goodness gracious. <laughs> goodness gracious. <laughs> but how I just... That's all of us. And Rebecca was able to see the magic within each and every single one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if there's anything else that I want. Okay. Lazy Saturday. Ooh, yes. How Kevin loved the lazy Saturdays and they would just do fun little things and hang out and be relaxed and play. <clears throat> Pin the tail on the donkey. Yes. And what does Beth have? Oh, in the in future. In the future that Pin she the tail has on the to donkey. bring. Been the tail of the donkey. Yep. And chalk. Yep. Good stuff, man. So good. So good. I so good. I, I think we are going to be in for a big ride uh, this next episode. Yes. Big ride. That is going to be a big deal. And I think the I think the finale is going to be a lot more. Um. Happy. Agreed. I think the next episode is going to be the big sad one, like Super Bowl episode sad. Oh, yeah. And then 
the last episode is basically going to try to do a much better job than the epilogue of Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know what, Mary? Um, you had another great hot take. I well, did. Uh, but you know what? You want? Yeah, let's do it now. Okay. We'll, do, we'll do it now. So my I, hot take. You get the full camera for this one. Thank you. You're my welcome. hot take for this. Because I really like this hot take. Thank you. Is that the big three um, take an apple seed from Miguel and Rebecca's apple tree and grow it into a tree, a little baby tree, and they plant that tree next to Jack's tree. And then with Rebecca's ashes, they can sprinkle it there because it signifies Rebecca's life with Jack and then Rebecca's life with Miguel. And the family can go and visit that spot and be there with all of them. Oh, because man. she needs a tree too. Yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. All, all the, all trees. the trees, all the trees, so many trees. Yes, <laughs> great hot take, Mary. Love it. As the plant parent in me, I hope this comes true. <laughs> all right, Mom, are you ready for some in or out? Yes. The world famous in or out. You ready? Yes. All right, let's do it. What's it gonna be, McFly? Are you in? All right, Marvin. Here we go. This, this is, is it. this is also joined by our son. He's going to do in and out too. Come here, come here. No, no, no. L- listen, really we, yeah, really we're fun. either doing it or we're not. We're not doing this. Okay. What are we doing? All right, ready? You're going to love this. Go, Daddy. Go. All right, here we go. All right. In or out um, means do you like it or not like it? In means all right. Out in or out on Chinese food. I'm in. Reese, do you like Chinese food or no? Bleh. Say out. Say out. Out. Oh, that was loud. Okay. You have to do it in a normal voice. Out. Thank okay, you. why are you out on Chinese food? It stinks. It you stinks. like chicken fingers? Uh, I do like the chicken fingers, but I hate everything else. You like crab ragoon? Uh, yeah, that too. But and you like the gyoza, the what we call gronkle food? I'm still out on it. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in on Chinese food. We just nickname it dragon food, and then he eats it. I know. All right, love Chinese food. Uh, I'm not in. The, I'm not in on like the weird Chinese food. <laughs> Things weird, but I am gonna try walnut. But I. Next but time. I'm in on like the Americanized <gasps> Chinese food. Like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay, okay. All right, here we go. All right, in or out on Tommy Girl perfume. To be honest, I don't even remember what it smells like. Really? Swear to God. That smell is burned into my memory. I wonder why. Who was it? <laughs> it was in, no, it was in college. All mm. the girls in college wore it. Really? Yeah. I am i didn't. I wore the DKNY Be Delicious green apple variety. <laughs> oh, yes. The It smelled like apples. I remember do you, that. Do you like mommy's perfume? No. Okay. Uh, well, I out. do. All right, out. in or out on the city of LA. Out. I'm out on LA too. Took so long. Yeah. So long to drive a short distance. I can't handle that. We walked. We walked for a a short. It took us less time to walk the distance than to drive the distance. Correct. Of like a mile. Correct. Uh, Just, and we were only in LA for like a day and a half. 24 hours, Blake. 24 hours. 24 hours to go see the last. The lost concert. concert. Yeah, the the reunion concert. <laughs> Such a great concert. <laughs> Never Michael Giacchino was across there. the country for twenty four hours. We, ever we had that moment. It was like, it, and we stayed in the Airbnb, but it was a shared Airbnb. We had yeah. to like sleep on the floor, and there was like another couple in the room next to us. Oh no, so we didn't weird. sleep on the floor. Essentially, that was a really bad bed. Well, no, it was a bad bed, but we had like our own. It was like a and dorm. There was like a shared common room. There was some yes. weird stuff going on there, there. There was a shared common room. I would agree with that. Okay, yeah. L A. Out. Out on L A. All right, in or out on Hanson. Oh, in as as when you don't even know what Hanson is, and to be honest, if I played Hanson for you, you probably be you would be it. so in on it. Yeah. As as one of my top five karaoke songs, being Mbop, mm-hmm. I am super duper in. 
Actually, I'm still going without. Still okay. out. Still out on Hanson. Of course, want you nothing Blake. to do with it. Yep. In or out on house potties. Oh, I'm in. You're in. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I believe. I believe that. Um, I am in. I'm totally in at house parties. I used to be in. Yeah. Okay. Out now. Oh, I love house parties. How, well, how come? Well, like, what kind of house parties are we talking here? My house parties, other people's house parties, house parties where I take all the candy canes off of someone else's Christmas tree and I hand them out saying Merry Christmas. <laughs> and everyone's like, she's so nice. I did that. I took someone else's candy canes and went around and pretended I was a Christmas elf and said Merry Christmas. Uh, That's yes. how I made friends. All right. In or out on walnut shrimp. I'm Mary. in. I'm going to try it this week. I'm going to let you all know before the end of the season, as long as there's no sneaky scallops inside, I'm going to try it. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the watchers, one of the viewers here said that it's made with coconut milk, Mary. Oh, so, I'm so down. Uh, you are I in on coconut so milk. Out. <laughs> I don't. You know what? You and me both, Reese, because coconut is the worst thing on this planet. Oh, Moana would disagree. Uh, well, Moana's I banana land. Coconut sucks. Yeah. Oh, it sucks almost as much as Connecticut. Yeah, it sucks as much as clamfish. <laughs> what? Clamfish? <laughs> in or out on Avatar? In. I'm kind out. of out. I see you. I'm actually all out. You haven't even seen it, and when you see it, you're going to be like, so in. Your mind's going to be blown. You're going to start singing the song and writing a papyrus script. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm never going to Did you ever see <laughs> Yes, the, I did. You saw the, yes, uh, the skit? Yes, I did. That skit is one of the funniest skits ever. Ryan Gosling on, on SNL is, is a guy who tries to figure out why they just wrote Avatar and Papyrus as, as the logo. Yep. And he finds the guy who did the logo. Do yourself a favor and just Google Papyrus SNL. If you've never watched Avatar, but you've watched Fern Gully, same thing. Yeah. It's, You're welcome. It's, Avatar is Fern, Fern Gully and Dances with Wolves. That's what it is. That's all it is with with blue people and not Tatanka and <laughs> not Tatanka. <laughs> all right, in or out on soap operas? Out. out. I'm out too. Want nothing to do with soap operas. I, I get why people like them. Don't like it. Want nothing to do with it. Okay. In or out on business trips? Out. 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 I'm way out. I used to be in. I'm super out. I used to be in. I yeah. used to think that they were so cool. Yeah. It was like that's so glorious. You know, like going on a business trip and whatever sucks. No. Sucks. You know what I like? What going on a going on a trip just to sleep? I've done that. Yeah, we could do that. Make up Mother's Day. Oh yeah, love that. Yep. Someone said, I, in. and you know what it is? You know what it is for the business trips? It's not that like the work, like because the work is cool. Like I like the work that I do for business trips, but it's like I'm away from my bride. And for what? Well, what I, I don't like is that you go away and you're busy and you're working and then you come back and you're not rejuvenated. No. When you go on a trip to relax, you come back and you are ready to tackle the world. Yep. But when Blake comes back on a business trip and I say, okay, mama needs a break, but Blake's tired. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't work well. Doesn't work out well. All right, Marvin, are you ready to close this bad boy out? Sure. Am. That's the end of in or out for today. Let's get her done, shall we? And for this episode, if you think Can't we're gonna me. we're gonna go through this episode don't without this song, you don't know. then you're crazy. Oh, not Mbop. Not Mbop. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be sentimental. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna be sentimental. I know. We, we have to need be. it. There is a house built out. Of <sighs> Ladies and gents, we have this song two is more. this song is like a cheat code. 
just immediately tears just start appearing just instantly it's not fair (laughs) so we uh, are very thankful very very thankful for your listenership and I do want to give you a heads up that next week I am away not on a business trip yes but on a relaxing trip Maybe you'll be able to make an appearance because Daddy's going to be home alone podcasting. You and Betty can be in the podcast studio with me. Yeah, you could sit in my chair. (laughs) I don't think it'll be an episode you'll want to hear about, though. I don't think it's an episode a lot of us are ready for. Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Again, all I want is momentum. Just give me momentum. I think we're we're there, especially with that phone call at the end. You know, there's some good momentum there. That scene. Oh... You and the girls better come here soon. Like, like what? They they they're in they're in Philly, and he's outside of Pittsburgh, right? Oh, oh no, he's in DC, probably. Yeah, he. Is, I bet you he is in DC. That's the way that it looked. And why not give Kate the heads up? She's got a longer trip. You're like you, you know, Rebecca's gonna die, obviously, and you know that there's gonna be a funeral scene. You know, Kate was able to read Kevin's mind. Twin. That's true. Oh yeah, they're twinning. I yeah. Just so wonder, next like, next week is death. I wonder I wonder if Dr. K comes back in a flashback. Dr. K better be dead by now. Well, no, in a flashback. Oh, okay. Like, because they, they bring him up. Unless he's been stuck in formaldehyde. I don't know how yeah. he's still be here. <laughs> no, they bring him up for a reason in this episode. My gut tells me that he's coming back in a flashback some sort of way. Um, I just wonder what else they're going to do. Like, I wonder who else they're going to bring in, how they're going to round this all out. And do they have one final twist for us? And does Rebecca have any other friends who will show up at her funeral? Probably not. Probably not. Because nobody has any friends. Unless they get married into their family. Or have their family's babies. (laughs) But it's okay. Because you know what? As we all get older, we're kind of okay with less friends. Yeah. You know what? Less drama. Rebecca wouldn't know anyway. She doesn't (laughs) even know the friends that are there. Well, she's going to be dead. Yeah, true. So that'll be that. She's going to die. We, we know. We know it's what's gonna coming. Be, it's going to be a thing. And I'm here for it. I'm ready to cry on a trip. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's right. Trip. You're going to have the, you're gonna have oh, the no. same thing that I had. Yeah. In front of all the people. <gasps> I probably will be watching it in the airport. I'll yeah. let you all know. <laughs> all right, friends. My name is Mary. My name is Blake. And this is us, too. By the cracks of a skin, I climb. Is this okay?